99 drinks still left to go Welcome all in and enjoy the show It's me though, with I'm the host You know, so sit back, relax, grab a snack and let's go What's going on? Welcome back to the 99 Dreams Podcast. I'm your host, Zidaudi, and if this is your first time listening, welcome in. You found the 99 Dreams Podcast. But if you're a regular listener, welcome all back. We've got a special treat for you guys today. So today, I get to welcome in a good friend of mine. She's pretty hoary sometimes. <laughs> nah, but she's actually hella intelligent. She just recently finished up her physio degree down there at Otago. So let's welcome in Tali to the show. What up, Kerr? Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. Wow. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad. Just been slugging along, waiting for this physio license to hurry up and come in so I can finally get out there and earn some real money. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Well, before we get started, can we just get a bit of a call why Norway? Who you are, where you're from? Yeah, sure. Um, ko Kahurana ki te maunga, ko Waira ki te awa. Uh, Marae, hapu, uh, nunu, me Whangaro, me Pauri, me te, me Ngāpuhi, Okuiwi, so all over the motto. Um, I tell everyone I'm from Hawke's Bay, but grew up in Daddyburg. Gates to try, gates to We own it now, we own it now. But yeah, that's me. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. No, me, me. Oh, well, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to have you here. And well, we might as well dive straight into it. You just said you're waiting on your physio license to come. How was that journey in the yeah. process to get your through your degree? Oh, it's been one hell of a ride, eh? So, um, started 2017 down in Dunners, uh, did a founder year because I didn't do all the sciences in high school. Because let's be honest, I didn't think I was going to go to uni at all. Um, if it wasn't for my Māori teacher who said, um, come on, Tali, you got a brain. Like, let's use it. So I'm like, okay, kids, fight. Me? Righto. So I went down there to the Tukahika program. Um, then got into Hausai. Didn't quite make the cut, but it's all good. We did second year entry. And then started, yeah, started my physio degree 2020. And man, was that, oh, that was a challenge and a half, like, like, how the heck do you learn physio, which is such a, like, a hands-on degree, on Zoom? Like, that was the biggest <laughs> challenge for me, trying to learn everything, you know, on, on Zoom. When, um, so like I was missing out on practicals, I was missing out on doing, like, all the all the testings and all kind of stuff, and, like, having to learn anatomy through cast pictures, which was pretty tough. But, um, but you know what, we finally got there. It took me a long time, but, yeah, finally got it, finally cracked it. Um, yeah, and didn't even I didn't even just crack it, which was pretty mean. I yeah, managed to suss my degree with credit, so I think that's like second class, second class honors or something. But I was like, food, I actually brain. <laughs> but yeah, that's been yeah, been a hell of a journey. But so glad I finally made it out at the other end, day. Yeah, I'm not bad for round eh? <laughs> Yeah. Heck yeah. Go, go to family, guys. Sure. It helps you. Definitely. Man. It preps you more than high school ever could. Yeah. 
Yeah, why don't you tell us a bit more about Foundy? What, what's that like? So Foundy is pretty much like uni. So you're doing, you know, you have your five lectures a day or five lectures, five lectures? Nah, probably not five lectures. It's probably like, yeah, five lectures a week for each paper. So we have physics, um, chemistry. You have to do an English paper. Um, I think it was also like cells and like pretty much everything the same, like the pre-course into first year health site. Um, but yeah, it's like set up exactly like university. So you go to your lecture, then you have your tutorial classes, um, sitting exam, like, in, you know, in the lecture theatres, like, like proper um, uni work. And then, um, like, but the best part is that like groups are quite small, so you're split into streams, and it makes it a lot easier to, you know, have that one-on-one with your lecturer if you're really struggling with stuff. So, for example, physics had no idea no idea whatsoever but once I had you know got a bit more one with my lecturer she like made it so simple so easy you know for me to understand because I was like it's just logic really but um yeah I mean it's just yeah it's just mean I highly recommend it eh? just you get rid of all the internals and all of that yeah so it's just yeah it's all good so yeah. you'd say it's like pretty much the best entry way into university if you think oh. you're on the kind of outskirts of it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I would, yeah. If it wasn't for the support that's in the fashion, like building from the get go, like it's not just the Maori support that's there. Like you've got you've got free access to all the resources that are available to you. So like your lecturers, your tutors, the material, like even the Maori centre at. Um, at the university, they even set up tutorials for you to get ahead because I think that's the biggest is like making yourself come out of your shell a bit more and go and ask those questions and ask for help, which is something that I learned quite quickly at, um, at Foundy is that no question, dumb question. And if you don't get it, just stay back until you do because what's the point? It's either a waste of fees otherwise if you're not going to fully give your, fully give your attention to it. So... Yeah, nah. It's all about applying yourself. So that was one one key takeaway I think I took from founding. Yeah. Ah, oh, mean. I guess that that could translate into everything too. If you apply yourself throughout your entire degree, oh, hmm. shit, sky's the limit, really. But I guess Pretty that's much. a great platform to help start that mindset. Yeah. yeah. And so, where where are you doing physio now? Then where, where are you employed to go? So I've been fortunate enough to stay in the real bay, Hawke's Bay, um, and I'm working in a private practice in Hastings, working for Cape Physio. Um, they've got five clinics. Um, I was hoping for the Flaxmere Clinic just because that's where I had a placement here, but Cape Spy, um, still working for them as well, which is pretty mean. I'm, I'm hella excited, but nervous at the same time as well because, you know, can't pull the, oh, I'm a student. <laughs> I can't, oh, um, I'll just get my supervisor to just double check. So now it's like the real the real deal now. But um, yeah, I'm keen, I'm super excited to get out there and finally, you know, apply everything that I learned. Um, because last year, yeah, 22 was like a hell of a year. It was me because it was just straight practical. Um, didn't have to sit, yeah. sit exams, you know, didn't have to do any written work or internals as per se. Um so we just got out there and we finally, you know, had our own case, patient caseload and got to 
you know, integrate and work alongside all the other physiotherapists as well as um, allied healthcare professionals and health professionals. So that was pretty mean. It was eye-opening. But, um, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to get started. It's going to be, yeah, the start of an epic career. Yeah, that's what we love to hear. That's what we love to hear. Yeah. So was there a bit of a steep learning curve coming from, like you said, in, what was it, 2021 being primarily on Zoom and then coming into 2022, now you're out there putting this shit to real use? Um, I wouldn't say it was too steep. It was definitely steep when I went into my hospital placement just because you know, you got to learn all those normative values and it's like, you know, that's where all the sick people are, right? So one muck up from you can affect everything out from every other health profession that's trying to input into this, this person's um, healthcare plan. But um, mm. it just made sense. It was more of like a light bulb moment every time. Like every day was something like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's what that lecturer was on about. Oh, that's what, you know, this was on about. So it was, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like too steep, but like as long as you know how to communicate effectively with your patients, Fourth year, piece of cake. Shouldn't say that, but piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> so what was one of your biggest challenges outside of having to learn on COVID throughout this entire degree? What what was it your biggest challenge? Uh, probably um, like a study and then like social life balance, I would say, was probably one of my biggest challenges because mm. Not gonna lie, we as a uni student, you do love having a couple beersies on a thirsty Thursday and a wasted Wednesday and a, <laughs> and on the weekend. Might so, as well Monday. Yeah, yeah, might as well Monday. <laughs> but like you know, it's really important to try and like stay on top of that as well. So I think what I had to learn that if I hadn't done my mahi, I didn't earn the drink on that night, or you know, if I didn't get all I need done, then I can't do, you know, can't do the, can't have the fun. But I think also it was um, like, had to learn how to work quite efficiently under like time pressure as well. Cause I also had a, a job all throughout my um, studies because living ain't cheap. And, and so I can't expect mum and dad, you know, bank of mum and dad to always be there ready, willing and able. Um, to open up their wallet to help me but so I also had to juggle work as well which was pretty tough at times um, grateful to yeah grateful to all the lecturers and my mates as well who like would, would see me struggle and they'd be like oh because like put your head in now like you've had a bit of fun like come on get back on track you know why you're here so yeah <laughs> grateful to everybody yeah, this degree isn't just mine, it's everyone else that I've crossed paths with in the past five years. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, it's a slog down there, eh? Like, it really is. It takes a whole whānau, and you, you have your uni whānau that help get you through everything down there, because it's a mish. Definitely. Definitely. Had to, you know, like, I, it was either go to Auckland, go to AUT to do physio, or come down to Dunedin. And there was no way I could afford to live up in Auckland. So, and because, like, it's way yeah. too crowded, way too overpopulated up there. So, I definitely chose Dunedin, but little did I know I would have no Farno, like, you know, bloodline Farno down there. But it doesn't take long to create one, you know, like, had you? So, I was all good. But, yeah. <laughs> 
hard. We 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 all had a, a good crew down there. I reckon, especially what was it, twenty twenty one? That was a vibe, twenty twenty one. It was. That was a vibe. Shout out that Crosby all... Street flat. Yeah, eighty five Crosby. Man, hey, those Long Island iced teas. Tainoreka. <laughs> As, as. Yeah. Do you have any advice for students looking at um, Otago University and the physio degree in particular? Do you have any advice for them coming down there and what they should expect or may expect? Oh, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think my advice would be, like how I said at the start, like apply yourself. If you, if you don't go in like not full guns blazing type of thing, but if you don't go in thinking, I oh, I need to ask questions, I need to, you know, I need to get out of my shell, and if I don't know, it's okay. Uh, there were multiple times where I constantly thought, oh, fuck, I'm too dumb for this. But, like, it's making sure that you have the right people in your corner to, like, get you through and cross the line. Because let's be honest, I'm not very good at taking exams. I suck at taking tests. But... As long as I knew that I had my mates who were like willing to, you know, jump on board and be like, oh, we'll simplify it for you. Or this is like a dumbed down version, but a dumbed down version for you to understand. <laughs> like it was really important. But I think, yeah, I think if you want to go to Otaru, that's like the best uni you can go to because you have all the support, whether you're Māori, Pacifica, non Māori, like you have networks there. And I think the best part is that. Even though I'm in a physio degree, like you'll make your friends or you'll make colleagues or people, you know, in like different areas, like law. So I'm sus for a, law, a lawyer, I'm sus for a dentist, I'm sus, I'm sus for some PE peeps, you know, like, and I think that's <laughs> the coolest part about Otago is that you can, like you cross paths with different, different disciplines and different departments, which will then help you like in later on in life, I think. Yeah. That would be my only advice oh, is get involved. Get involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get involved, meet people, have some fun. Because mm. like this podcast, I've been able to call back people from all over uni. And we've not just had PE students, we've now got physio, we've got um, business owners, we've got teachers. So yeah. find friends and don't be shy. Mm. Go ask for help. Go see the whānau at the Māori Centre. They've always got the vibes going on. There's always kai there. There's always a fee mm-hmm. going on down there. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. What would you say has been your most then. memorable experience? Ooh, my most memorable experience. Got to say grad. Grad was something, like, not just my grad. Like, when we came to your grad, like, far out. Like, I just knew there's some top-tier stuff. Like, you know, it just you just see that all that hard work is finally going to get paid off and you can, you know, you can walk across that stage um, with your whanau in the crowd, like whether they do a hakatotoku for you off. Oh, mine did and I cried like a, <laughs> you know, I cried and it was just so epic to have like my whanau there who, you know, like I'm the first one out of my out of my siblings that have gone to uni and you know I cracked it so like with mum and dad there it was so so much so much more special um but that's got to be the most memorable moment out of my tertiary journey other than finally getting into physio because <laughs> it took me so long <laughs> yeah. to get into physio 
you know, it doesn't always work out first time round, but I was just persistent. I was like, there's nothing I want to do. Um, and I think, yeah, I didn't have it in me to do a whole three-year degree and then all of a sudden maybe try med. Nah, not me. <laughs> not me at all. Yeah, med's a whole different kettle of fish, eh? Ah. Yeah. So going back to grad, it is a special moment, day. Eh? Like witnessing yep. other people's, especially like for us, we get a Māori grad. So getting mm. to see that space, um, getting to see so many other Māori achieve amazing things, you're like, oh, I can't wait till my turn. Here we go. And when you finally get to get your turn, it's an amazing experience. Wow, it's worth all the all the stress. Oh, relax, definitely. The... Definitely. Yep. It's so all worth the hungover all the tests. The hungover tests, the mental breakdowns, the got to call my dad at 10 o'clock in the morning to, or 10 o'clock at pull my head in. So, you know, dad, my dad was always on speed dial. Like, whenever I felt like, oh, I'm an umpty, I'd just be like, um, Felicia, <laughs> can you please tell me um, I have a brain that works? No. <laughs> so, he definitely, yeah, he definitely be through, pulled me through, especially when it got like rough at times. Um, you know, with lockdown, having a... Because I stayed in Dunners for my lockdown, and that was tough, like, being in a cold Dunedin flat, um, trying to learn physio, like, because that was only my first, yeah, my first semester into physio. Yeah. You know, we got there. We cracked was it. during the first lockdown? Yeah. That's when I finally got in, 2020. Yeah. And then so had to do all of our tests on Zoom, and, like, you couldn't help but feel like, you know, you're not cheating, but, you know, you've got the Zoom, you've got a vigilator watching you, and you're trying to, like, you know, keep looking at your camera, but look at your screen to answer your questions. And the normal exam, people are looking around, like, over here, and, I don't know, but you just felt, like, on edge, because you thought, oh, no, the vigilator's got a message to say I'm cheating. No, I'm not. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh hell! Let's see, P, we 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 don't take it that serious. Oh, it's just that. Well, that was my that backup plan. Right. Nah, <laughs> P was my backup plan. <laughs> the four last fails. Age of study PE, free degree. Yeah, really? Yeah, no. Oh, it was a main degree. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad. I think it was more the people that made that degree. Yeah. No, definitely. So you talk a lot about how much support you've had throughout this process. How have you made sure that you maintain and, you know, keep those relationships with your support people alive throughout your entire uh, journey through university? Um, I'm a coffee fan. So going for a cup of coffee with all of my support supports is like always a good one. Um, and I think also recognizing that if there was something that I could do to help to help those after me or to help those in my year group, I would do it. So, for example, um, this is going to sound big headed, but I was a Timwaki for Nukura or Tani for twenty twenty one. Yeah, for twenty twenty one, and so that role, just you know, like all those people that supported me like I was able to be in a support you know the next one's coming up so whether that be organizing 
tutorials with um, Tana Pete Lee, our, our, um, one of our tutors, or organising, um, you know, study one before exams came along for practicals and all of that kind of stuff and sharing notes with our younger, younger tawira, but also maintaining and building relationships with the other um, Māori execs in the different disciplines. So like, for example, Pema or um, Māori, like hitting those guys up. So if there was anything, yeah, anything that I could do, I would do it. But if there was anything that I couldn't do, I knew who to, I knew who to um, guide the people to, whether that be to trim or kōhatu or the Māori centre, the PE school. No. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's important to be able to have relationships with like the different execs as well because, you know, when we had no plinths to use for um, for an exam wānanga, I was able to hit up uh, Pema I was able to hit up their president and say, oh, hey, do you got any plugs and borrow in the PE school? And, you know, so be it. We were able to borrow them. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's 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 all about reciprocity, you know, like we're more of a, uh, I'm more of a preferred, um, more of a hand up rather than a hand out. Like I'm not going to take anything mm. if I can't give back type of thing. Or I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, Put myself out there to some, some, or to something, or to a co papa if it doesn't benefit not just me but you as well. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a mean philosophy to have too. Is um, yeah, it's all good to take sometimes, but if you keep that hand out, you know, far just gonna get less and less and less. It gets put in it, man. Yeah, gotta learn how to give back in other ways. I yeah, definitely. Being in an executive is a little bit challenging. You get tested oh. in a few different ways, especially being at the top as Tumuaki. When I was, you know, just a helper, just like Kaiafina, yeah. just, yeah, I'll help out. And then all of a sudden you're getting roles and responsibilities of Tumuaki. It's, it's a different level, eh? Oh, definitely. Like, definitely tested um, tested me with my studies and, like, like how you said, that balance as well. Um so, but I'm grateful that I had a team. So there was four of us on um, the physio exec. I'm so glad that I was able to delegate roles out to, or things to do. You know, it wasn't just on my shoulders, but it was also like my whole year group had my back as well. So that was pretty mean. But definitely, you know, I don't expect anyone to do it if I can't do it. So I, I can't. And that, like, leadership where it's like, do this, do this, do this. Like, if I won't do it, then I'm not going to expect you to do it type of thing. So, yeah. It was a big learning experience for me as well because here I was trying to do everything and then, like, you know, my exec were like, you know, we're here too, you know, Sally. I'm like, oh, that's right. Here you go. Take some jobs off my hands, please. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just do it, though, because you're like, fuck, if I don't, it's never going to get done. Cut out. Definitely, I you know just I've made mental notes in my mind of what needs to be done and what needs to be checked off, and it's just quicker if I do it because I know how I want it done. <laughs> 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 but no, so so grateful for the um, exec team that I had because, and even just like you know the other execs like Pema and stuff, like we had a really good relationship with Pema, um, working alongside them as well. So especially when you're like trying to organise social events. Social events, not my thing. Really not my thing when it comes to organising those types of things. But 
you know, you got to do it, everybody involved. So <laughs> you just got to fuck it up and get out there and do it. <laughs> it's a mache. It's so much organising, oh, so much planning, so much following up. <laughs> Email. I hate them now. <laughs> From being on exist, can't stand them. How to, like, manage your own time and your who you are? Um, it's made me appreciate my own time and who I am now without the role. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, oh, it's just like, when we had the voting from hands up and the rako over, oh, all yours, mate, all yours. <laughs> but I think it's, um, it's, yeah, what I learned from it is that, you know, everybody's style of how to, I guess, lead is different. And um and you just got to figure out what works for you, um because at the end of the day, if it's not working and you're not getting your people through or your tawera in and engaging with you, then you're not. It's you got to look in the mirror and yourself. So there were times where I was like, ah, I'm booking these study rooms for these guys and they're not even coming in. What a waste of time. But then you know had to look in there and be like, well actually it's me. I'm probably not asking or putting it out on our Facebook page like. As frequent as I should, or yeah, but sometimes it just you just feel like a hoha having to post the gives and times on a page. Yeah, yeah, it does get like that sometimes. Eh, I remember mm. 2019 we were um, advertising for a um, a study retreat out of just north of Dunedin, um, and far. Anytime the specs exec would post, I'll just be straight under it. So they'll be like, oh, come join our party bus. We like the like um, PE bus tour, the mystery bus underneath. I'm like, but don't forget, final exams coming up. So don't forget, come join our study retreat. We've got the vibes going on. When they posted the ball photos underneath, fire, you look cute. You know what? You look even cuter at our study retreat. Come through. I just <laughs> troll them like that in a way. Just try and yeah. like, what the fuck are these guns up to? No, you have to. You gotta, you gotta be creative. <laughs> Yeah, you got to make it like a fun environment. Otherwise, people just see it as a as a oh. chore, and they're like, "Ooh, stay away from that." Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's definitely a way to look at it. Is that yeah, if you don't make it engaging or you don't make it creative, I guess, then what's the point? Hey, eh? what's the point of me rocking up? Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Fano, most of the execs are set up <clears throat> to have fun, but also to help you succeed throughout your journey at university. That's the the whole thing is just to help you meet people, create that Fano down there in Dunedin for you. Meet more Maori because you can never meet enough. It's always a good time when you're down there with the Maori. God, I got another question. Um, I, right. that I written down pre pre interview here. Okay. How do you think the concept of identity? or in particular, um, our identity will change in the future? Holy hecka. Okay. <laughs> so the concept of our identity and how it will change in the future, I think... Mm -hmm. huh. So you've stumped me. Um, I think the biggest it's thing... It's just your opinion, by would, the way. This is not false yeah. or true. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think, um, you know, numbers of Māori is definitely increasing down it. And I think it's awesome to see that, you know, each profession, each discipline and each department is growing. 
So there's going to be a lot more of a representation of Māori in different fields where Māori need to be in order to, you know, create and sustain change for Māori. Um, so I think the future is going to look pretty bright with how many Māori are getting enrolled and actually believing themselves to be like, actually, I can crack it at uni. Whereas, like, you know, give it probably 10, 20 years back, there was probably no Māoris. No Māoris that were, like, confident enough to be like, yeah, I'm Māori in a space, and I'm and I'm going to crack it, and I'm going to make something of my life in a field where I know it's going to, you know, benefit Māori. And I think that's, that's my understanding of the question you were asking. So, yeah. Yo, yo. I like it. I like it. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer to it, right? It's just an opinion based around that question. I love that, though. I reckon you're right. Like, it's a space now where it's kind of, quote-unquote, cool to be Māori. It's the thing Mm. to be Māori now. Everyone's trying to throw some kupu in their daily life. So it's cool to see, eh? Finally, we're appreciated. Definitely. About time, eh? About time. No. (laughs) Yeah. But there's definitely some pioneers, especially in the research space, that, that laid a great foundation for, you know, the likes of us yeah. to come through and be inspired yeah. to be in those in those spaces to occupy the room where once was filled with non-Māori. Now we have some mm. seats. Yeah, I think that's the best part is that, you know, we actually have a voice that matters. And, you know, like, a disrespect to non-Māori, but, you know, they're now questioning, oh, why, why are you in there? Because I'm meant to be. I'm Tangata Fenua. No. <laughs> hey, actuals though. Actuals. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm Indigenous New Zealand. I'm here. Okay. Ready. We're ready to take back. Or even to just, you know, yeah. live in a civilised, equitable um, country. You know, like, yeah. even at grad, going back to grad, Māori grad, it's seven years. You know, we're we're disadvantaged by seven years as a Māori, according to the health statistics. So, you know, like, obviously they want to push more Māori through to see what the problems are so we can, you know, identify them, <laughs> them and then hopefully be up here instead of like this. <laughs> that's, that's what we're aiming for. But it's like... Mm. We're just coming. It's like we hit them and we're like, we're back, brothers. We're back to participate. We're, we're back for this partnership. And we're back to yeah. protect what it is ours. So we're reclaiming all our rights to that damn treaty that you wanted to make yes. us sign. Yes. Even though most of us signed the Māori one. Nah. <laughs> we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that, that's a great answer to that question, by the way. I love that. So, building off of that, how has your identity journey through university, has it been changed since your arrival? Um, you know, have you have you always been tutu in who you are or did you take a break and come back? Um, I think my identity has developed a bit more. Um, I think it's given a bit more of an appreciation um, and a willingness to learn about who I am and what Māori stand for. So, like, I've always known Māori, like, coming into it, and then, you know, I met a couple of people down there and was a little jealous of them because, you know, these Māoris were, um, you know, they were able to grow up on their hokainga 
they they actually live and they swim in the rivers that they that they get up and stay in their tepeha, whereas like I haven't had that opportunity. Like you know, I'm from the far north and like the mighty Hawks Bay, but you know I've only been up north maybe twice out of my 23 years of living. So you know, like it's just making a bit more of an effort. Um, so that's what really, yeah, what really drove me to to develop my identity and also like making friends with people who, you know, are quite sensitive as well. Cause you know, some of them would want to have a session in te reo with me and I'm like, I understand you, but I won't be able to respond to you. <laughs> like, you know, like, and, like we learned, we learned te reo through school and stuff and going to St. Joe's and that. And so, you know, you're able, I, I had the deal. And then because I didn't use the deal, I lost it. You know, so it's at a point where I'm like, I want to sign back up and I want to get back involved and I want to do this and I want to do that. And um, I think this part about it now is that I'm Māori. I'm not just a physio, but I'm a Māori physio. And, like, that's the best part about, um, you know, base that I'm going into is that I'm not just, oh, I'm just not just another new grad physio in Cape, you know, at the Cape Clinic. I'm coming in as a Māori. Um, to then, you know, shed some light on my perspective as to why they haven't got Māori coming in or why they haven't got Pisi coming in. So, like, just trying to address the outcomes and the and the barriers that are inhibiting our, our people from coming in. I think, yeah, uni is what developed my identity for me to now have a voice to be like, hey, I'm going to call you out on this. So, yeah, it was where I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah. I'm going to, yeah. I'm gonna own now. I'm gonna own it with a bit more of an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. that's so mean. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> now you get to be the the brown face in those clinics where you know um, younger ones take their their nans and their papa and that to get their checkups, and now they can be like, oh, far there's a brown lady here now. Oh, maybe yeah. I could do something like that. But that's a mean yep. that's a mean thing for, for those young ones gonna be seeing you in that space. Mm, definitely. Like I had um uh, I had an incident where well an incident, it's a story time really. Um I was in a private practice working in Flaxmere. My supervisor was Maori, um, and I got to witness him use Adimidi uh, on one of his patients. And I was just blown away that, you know, he was able to incorporate and integrate physio and rumo Māori. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll learn off you. So yeah, so I was like, oh wow, like this is just amazing. You know, so he's got long-term customers that are coming in, you know, for physio or for, for midi-midi. And it's, yeah, like that stuff's working, you know? And then like, oh, why is your fellow's clinic so busy? Because we're bringing in the clients. That's what it is. Like we're addressing the problems, you know, we're addressing the barriers and we're actually listening to our patients and seeing what they want, you know, because they're the one that's sick, they're the one that's hurting. We're just, you know, the channel to try and figure out how we can treat and how we can make things better. So, yeah, like it's just, it's just epic to see that Māori like rungoa Māori and physio can integrate and can work effectively. Um, and it's yeah. just the time and this is the place to finally, you know, 
the ball's rolling and like how far can we make it roll type of thing. So, yeah. Wow, that's all. And, and that's why it was such an easy choice to go with Kate. Like, I knew who I want was for, um, who I wanted as my mentor for my new grade years. Like, sort of. I'm sort of. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Far out. That's so cool because you would never, you would never see that. Like a few years yeah. ago, you'd never see that in practice. And that not a thing, not a thing at all. Um, to, real quickly, like, before little... we do move on, yeah, are you are you able to explain to the listeners and the viewers um, that might not know what Rongo Maori or Miri Miri is? So it's just, um, it's just a, like a Maori way of healing. Um, so back in the day. Māori were fit, healthy, and able, and it wasn't until, you know, I guess, colonisation came through that, you know, there were different um, diseases and all that kind of stuff that were primarily affecting our Māori people. And so Rongoa Māori is just a way of um, incorporating, like, traditional healing methods. So midi midi is, I'll probably get, I'll probably ridicule the slam for saying it, but it's like massage. But it's more of a, like a spiritual message with you know the tuki with the with the stone and and how Maori is like you know in, um, like incorporating um, karakia and incorporating you know like traditional plants like kawakawa. Like I can guarantee you, I have a couple of aunties that believe kawakawa balm can cure anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they live by it. Say so they're karakia and they and they rub their kawakawa balm on your sword and type of thing. So it's actually really cool how we can, you know, inter- integrate that Rungoa Māori with our, you know, our science-based knowledge. Yeah. Ah, it's mean that now it's it's being sort of validated as, as a legit mm. type of science when we already knew. We're like, we didn't need just to tell us, but you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that kawakawa balm, that's just the Māori fix. <laughs> Mix on everything, we chuck kawakawa balm on everything. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's mean. Far out. So you've had like a huge experience over the past year then. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah no, it's been epic. I mean, it started off with like a little summer internship, you know, where I was looking at the implementation of tikanga Māori into clinical practice by recent physio graduates. So it sort of, you know, it was like my little taster into how um, Māori culture can be incorporated into our physio spaces and our physio environment. And, you know, we just looked how how we addressed, I guess, the, the barriers um, that Māori are facing, so being time. And time is the biggest coloniser of Indigenous people was one of the sayings or the statements that came out of um, my interviews. And cost. So, you know, like... Not everybody's got a spare twenty five bucks three a week, you know, to come in for practice for um for physio treatment. You know, they've also got to ask for time off to then come in. So, you know, they'd wait till it's you know, they wait till they're like real sick. It's bad, you know. So it's like come on guys, we're at the preventative end. The doctors are at the cure you now end. So, you know, just like being able to stay on top of that. So yeah, and that was like epic just to see how some Māori physios out there are wanting to incorporate, you know, like, like, let's get rid of this 20, 
um, you know, appointment times and just let it flow, you know, like, oh, yeah, let's make a connection. Like, let's let's get you to a position where you feel comfortable for me to, you know, ask questions about your injury and be able to touch you and all of that kind of stuff. Because, you know, I've had a couple of couple of my peers, like, look at me sideways when I'm like, oh, don't touch my head. Like, that's tapu. Like, you've got to touch my head, you've got to ask. You know, that's where our yeah. knowledge is. You know, and then they're like, oh, but why? Like, it's just the head. Or, like, what? So you're, like, having to explain to them, like, this is what tikanga means, you know? This is what the protocols are, you know? You know it as good thing, bad thing, but don't have the reasoning. Like, that's why, type of thing. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's just been such a full on, full on, twenty twenty two. Yeah, just yeah, can't wait, can't wait to what else is like in twenty three for me, um, where I'm actually yeah finally able to have my own patient caseload and see them right through rather than get like you know the six week block and then oh yeah on to the next to the next. <laughs> actually, see someone right through the injury, which will be pretty cool. Yeah. Me. Far out, yeah, you've had a journey and a half and you can definitely see the energy radiating out of you that you're just ready to rip into it. Yeah. Had enough of these holidays. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> Over it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's mean as to hear. So what what is the process from your first consultation through to rehabilitated and back to work sort of thing? What does it look like now and how do you kind of want to see it look in the future? Um, I think at the moment it's more of a like, all right, we need to get people through the clinic type of thing. Um, where at times I've witnessed it being, oh yeah, just need to do that, and it's not personalised if that makes sense. But like, oh, they hurt your ankle. Okay, like let's do this, let's do that. Oh yeah, okay, we'll see you next week. And then you're doing the same thing for or ankle. We're doing the same thing for knees. We're doing the same thing for shoulders. Whereas, like, if you're actually getting to know what they're trying to get back to or, like, you know, ask out their goals, if you're asking about, like, their their lifestyle, like, how active are you, what's your work environment like, you know, like, trying to really pull pull all that information out of them, which is kind of hard to do in, like, a 40-20 or, you know, or an hour and half an hour, you know, like, you're just trying to get all this information out, but you can't have, like, an hour young because... You know, a lot of people think that, oh, physio, oh, they touch me. Or, oh, well, I'm not healed if you don't give me a, a massage or if you don't give me, like, a, I don't know, like, a manipulation or anything like that. Whereas, like, if I'm giving you exercises, we've had a yarn for an hour, and then I give you an exercise, it ain't coming back. Because what did I do? Had a yarn. Whereas people are wanting us to put their hands on. But I think it's really imperative that, you know, we can balance the, okay, let's get the information. All right, how, are you happy to jump on the table and we're just through what's going on after I just, you know, have a bit of an assessment? But I think each injury is different um, and it's all up to, you know, the patient and their interpretation and their perception of pain as well, which is such a buzzy thing. Like someone could come in and say they've got sharp shooting pain. Now, sharp shooting pain taught in the physio school is considered a flag, right? So if someone comes and says, oh, I've got sharp shooting pain going down my arm or up my back or down my leg, you think automatically, oh, my gosh, you need to go to hospital. Like, as a new grad or as a student, like, no, nah, that's not right. But then once you sort of dig deeper 
and then you figure out that actually they're not experiencing sharp shooting pain. It's more of a dull ache or it's like people having to describe what their pain is like is really difficult at times to try and, you know, it's like pulling teeth. Oh, the hardest part about being a physician is trying to understand and get them to describe what they're feeling. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's, that's what's improving over time. But I think, yeah, the process from getting, you know, from coming in through the door with an injury and for them to finally return to what they were doing at 100% is all determined by their perception of pain and by their ability and their willingness to actually, like, you know, get involved and stay engaged. Because, you know, like people can come to physio and then it's, I guess the best way for me to explain it is, you know, people come in with back pain. And, you know, like I do a few like mobilizations, give them a bit of a rub down, you know, and then they come back the next day, oh, they're still feeling the same. Well, did you do exercises? No. Oh, you're now becoming dependent on me where we're trying to give you back your independence. So, you know, you have that difficult conversation with people as well. So it's like, it's a whole lot of learning and a whole lot of, yeah, trying to navigate through all those different, yeah, different processes as well. So there's no straight answer for that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can definitely yeah. sympathise with you there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Ross. It was classic. Yeah, well, because, you know, all the uncles here do it. Yeah, what's wrong with your knee? Ah, it's all right. Just strap it up. Yeah, but you're hobbling there. Then the next day, up to. Yeah, you're not even moving. You're just in the chair all day. And the next couple of days haven't moved. You're like, up to me. Yeah. Ah, it's all right. Just strap it up, boy. We're all right. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Pretty much, eh? But you just got to go with it sometimes. But I think the hard part would be having to really put that information across to, like, your whanau members who think, oh, no, nah, I'm all good. I'm like, you're not good. You know, oh, we'll just go see the doctor when it gets worse. The point, you know, like you'll be off work and then you're going to complain to me that you're off work. Then you're going to be like, well, who's going to put food on the table when you could be doing something before it gets to that point? But yeah, you just got to choose your words carefully sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they're waiting for the bastard to just fall off. Mm, pretty much. <laughs> No, that's mean. Well, so then, what is the biggest like takeaway from all of the learnings just before you're heading into the practice as a, as a full timer now? What What do you think is your biggest takeaway learning? Uh, my biggest takeaway learning is that uh, you know we've got two ears for a reason and one mouth. You know, I can say this is what I want to a patient. You need to be doing this. It's best if you do that. I recommend you do this. But if you don't listen, they ain't coming back. You know, like if they don't feel like they've been heard or they feel like you're actually listening to what's going on, you're, you're not going to have patients come in and see you because all they're going to think is, oh, this bloody know-it-all thinks about us and all this know-it-all that. You know, whereas like if you actually gave the time to listen to your patients, about what's going on and what's bleeding them. Whether it be, you know, whether it be physio-related or if it's more, you know, life life factors influencing this pain, if you can pick up on those, 
then like Cynthia is going to be a piece of cake, you know, if you can, <laughs> it's all about communication and listening. So for the time being, as a new grad, for the skills I lack in physiotherapy, I can make up for the fact that I can hold a conversation and I can listen when, you know, and respond appropriately or seek out, you know, seek out information or seek out supervision for for the patient. Um, yeah, that's the biggest learning is two ears, one mouth for a reason. <laughs> yeah, single mouth to talk, but you got to double up the listens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right then. All right, Pete. <laughs> well, we'll move into the next segment of the show. We we always do this whenever whenever a guest comes on. We've got the dream deposit box. Oh, it's a um a shoe box, but because there's a mean quote on there, it's always remember when they doubted you. So that's why I kind of kept it because I'm like, yo, love that sentiment. Uh, inside this box. A whole bunch of people have left like some real wholesome dreams and like me I've left what what's my worst one? Like I wanna own a McLaren because why not? Fair I'm enough. Like three hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars away from it, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Other people have yes. left like uh they want Rangatahi to reach their full potential or um they want to um have a like land and house for their whanau um and one person just wants to make 30 he's 26 currently he just wants to make 30. okay yeah yeah so there's a wide spectrum of dreams what is your dream um and once it gets completed we'll put them all up back there so every time someone completes a dream we take it out of the dream deposit box and we place it up on the wall as an active completed dream yeah, we get to see how many people are living out their dreams. Yo, okay. Well, yeah. Um. Oh. Well, mine won't be getting stuck up on that wall anytime soon. But my dream would be, you know, for for majority of the private practice clinics to allow Jungwa Maori, you know, or Midi Midi, to be covered by ACC. That would be mine. You know, if people were able to open up about how they want to be treated and what works for them and their spirituality and their, you know, their taha wairua taha tinana, who are we to deny that? So for us to be a, you know, meet that, meet that border, meet that barrier, break it down and be like, okay, righto, you want to go to midi midi? We can cover ACC can cover that, or we'll sort we'll sort a way out for that. Yeah, because that will bring a whole lot more people in. I know it'll be epic. Like it's in the workings. I've 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 had a couple of couple of yarns with some of the people higher up than me, um, and they said it's it's in the process. So once I find out that it's working, it won't be because of my doing. I'll just be that nagging one about it. But Yeah. yeah. No, nah, it'll be up on, it'll be up and running, and I think we'll get more people, more of our um, Māori people, finally getting in there, getting treated, instead of waiting. Maybe Marvel will get off the TV. couch and finally go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, definitely. 
oh, that's a mean one. Well, it's going in the box. And hopefully that's one of those ones that'll get put up there. It might even end up being a news article or something that we clip up there once it gets achieved. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, that'll be mean. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Fine. We want to see more of that. Hard out. Vitalize our practices. Mm. That'll be like revolutionary. Like, it'll be all. Shit, yeah. yeah. Just go back to the old ways. <laughs> That's what they're all doing, eh? All the yep. Māori practices are pretty much going like, ah, should we just go back to the old ways? It worked back then. It would probably yep. work now. Oh, exactly. You know? Like, oh, what have we changed? You know? Oh, that used to work. Oh, should we just try and adopt that and we'll say it to you? Yeah. Yeah. No, no you got to wait for the scientists to think it's their great new idea and they'll be like, oh, you guys should bring back that um that, that Maori shit you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, eh? Well, we'll finally get there. Nah, that'll be mean. Well, building off of that, what makes your dreams your dreams is who you are. And so if you had, let's go with, 19-year-old Tali sitting across from you, what's some advice you would tell her or what's something you'd like to say to her? Ooh. Um, you got it out. It would be, you've got it. Like, you got to make yeah. the friends, make the friends. Whether, you know, they don't have to be, they don't have to be the cleverest of the lot, but you make the friends and you will get there because at the end of the day, Hard work doesn't come, you know, hard work doesn't reap nothing. Hard work reaps something. So, you know, if you have time and effort, you will get there. And um, whether it takes you five years or six years, you'll still get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's what I would say. I'd be, yeah. You got it. You can do it. Why why is is you got it the the words you'll, you'll give yourself? Well... It sort of stems off um, the one the one saying that has been embroidered into me and my siblings here by parents is if you think you can and you think you can't, you're right. You know? So if you think you can do it, you're right. If you think you can't do it, you're right. So you always gotta think, you know, like no hurdle is too too big or no hurdle is too small for you to conquer. Um, if you've people on your side, you know, like if people are gonna help you up. They're going to help you up. People want to push you down, they'll push you down. But you got to know when to cut those cords from local type of thing, you know? So you just got to, you got to live life and you got to go through it and you got to see what you can do because, you know, we've all got this one life. What's the point of living? What's the point of living a mediocre one? So, yeah, you, know, yeah, you just got to, you got to do it. Give everything a go. And it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Hey, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. That's yeah. a great advice anyone could use. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, it's pretty much what I'm doing with this. Fuck, we got it, we got it. If we don't, oh well, fuck, it was fun while it lasted. All right, then. So on the opposite spectrum of that, if you look back on this video in five to ten years, uh, what's something that you'd like to say to yourself as you watch back this video? Ooh. It would be, have you actually gone over to Aussie to make money like you said? No. <laughs> 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 oh, it would be, 
handed a been handed a, a saying that I need to <laughs> for for advice. Tis better to attempt than fail, than fail to attempt, which was another one that has been embroidered into our heads, but that's too long to remember. (laughs) The one I remember, you think you can, you think you can't, you're right. (laughs) Both very great pieces of advice. But no, I feel you. In five to ten years' time, I like to hope that I've thought about Starting a master's, I said thought about, um, didn't say do it, um, or even just, you know, be able to come back and, you know, apply all of my clinical knowledge that I've that I've learned and to readily help the communities and the people that have helped me get through my degree, you know, so I bet, I bet like mum and dad have probably got, oh yeah, I'm Light and you know, lined up at the board. Oh, yeah, come and have a look. Charlie's coming into town. We can have a look. Oh, you got a sore ankle? Oh, Charlie, we have a look. Sword thing, come on through. So, yeah, I want to be in a position where I can actually do that, you know, where they're like, oh, uh, let me just read up about it first. <laughs> oh, let me just have a quick, Google. quick skim read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Uncle Google. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the main one would be, yeah is to be able to finally yeah, give back those that have given to me. Yeah. Uh, that's me. That's powerful. Now, I feel like that's what most Māori want to do, eh, is as soon as they can give back to their communities and to the people who have helped them mm. before this university dream became a, a thing, you know, yeah. to just give back. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, and it's all about being genuine too, you know, like I always felt a little fucker mark writing to like my my iwi for a scholarship you know because i'm not living there or i'm not i'm not i haven't been up like i was saying haven't been up north like that many times but i'm asking them for money type of things to help me get through uni so i think the genuine the the genuineness of me saying i actually want to be able to give back to those that have given to me is something that i hold quite dearly to my heart like yeah they were willing to take a chance on me. Now it's time to pay it forward and pay it back. Yeah. So there's been heaps of opportunities where that, you know, I was like, oh, you've actually taken a chance on me? Me? Like, cool. All right. Okay. Now I've got a long list of people that I've got to get to. <laughs> but, you know, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Hard. Yeah. Hard out. Like, hard. There's, I feel like there's just nothing that can never repay the, the amount of gratitude that, that we have for those sponsorships from our iwi, especially those mm-hmm. ones that we didn't really connect with growing up. Like, yeah. No, I was definitely. always our hard, not, not too much Taranaki hard, and then far by the end of my uni career, yeah, up Taranaki. They gave us <laughs> <some more. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, blessed and oh, grateful. No. Always, always, man. And now on to the next gen to do their work. That's it. Yeah. So Definitely. so what is what is next for, for Tali? What are, what is what on the, the cards for the future? Well it would have to be like I wanna be able to potentially uh, land a sports team and be a sports physio or even you know, like or even just go and um, 
work for a Māori healthcare provider. I'm trying to establish a contract there with one of one of the Māori healthcare providers in my iwi. Um, oh, it's just endless. Like, like I said, a master's, potentially looking at a master's and like not going the science side, we'll go like the rongoa Māori side. Um, or even just, yeah, long, a long-term future would be to open up my own practice and, oh. uh, you know, and to incorporate it, um, you know, make it more of like a holistic, holistic rather than a, oh, this is a doctor and a nurse and this is the psychosocial model and the biomedical model. Like, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be co-pop and Māori driven type of thing, you know, like Yo. the Māori way of living and this is how we can treat it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be vish. That'll be vish. Yeah. All I know is that my future's bright. Yeah, how do yeah, all I know is that, you know, the world's my oyster. Um and I just can navigate any path I wanna go down and then detour back. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I like you said, like shit. Yeah. If it don't work out, well hey, at least you tried. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Father, hey, just remember that masters it's not worth it. Nah. It's <laughs> oh yeah, I said we'll see. I said thought about it, eh? <laughs> nah, who knows? Yeah, that's, that's where you should leave it. <laughs> oh, don't be like that. <laughs> nah. Nah. We'll see what happens. Oh, mean. Nah, that's mean. And we're getting we're getting close to 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 the wrap up time here. So, is there anything uh, you'd like to say before we go? Is there anything um, that you've got going on that you want the people to know about? Uh, I think the only thing I'd have to say is it's been an honour and a privilege to jump on and have a yarn with you, Rose. Like it's been fun. Um, <laughs> no, who would have thought? Hey, who would have thought? Um, but I think, yeah, to anyone that's listening, like, if if you, yeah, if you think you can and you think you can't, you honestly can do anything. Like, you can actually, yeah, dreams don't have to be just dreams because, yeah, exactly. you can actually get out there and do it. With the right support and the right people in your corner, anything's possible. Even for a little hoary yeah. from Danny Burke. <laughs> <laughs> Got the hoary from Danny Burke, the hoary from Waitara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hoaries are making moves. Don't you worry. Yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> nah. nah, blessed and it's so privileged to have you on the show today, Talia. Thank you so much sure. for your time. It's been crack up as ever you want here. Um, I'll, I'll link your socials down below in the description as well for anyone that wants to get in contact. Maybe they want to know how to become a physio. Uh, what they need to do, or they might just want to know more about this can and can't attitude. We'll leave it at that. Fano, shout out to Tali. Thank you so much for jumping on the show with us today. And for the listeners, thank you so much for listening. It's been so much fun having you guys here. This is really enjoyed this one. It's been great. This is 99 Dreams Podcast. Mode order and take care. <laughs> <laughs>